Welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host, Kate Eingorn. Hello. And the muffin man himself, Matt Bailey. Hey, guys. What's up? Um... And we're calling him the Muffin Man because he made some hot blueberry muffins today. The bloobs. Yes, I did. I had a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, well, guys, welcome back. Thank you. Um, the two-week intervals makes it seem like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, after doing it for two and a half years every single week, these two weeks uh, definitely are long. Not used to it, but feels good to be back Uh are we done with the two-week intervals um actually you know what we could be um yeah we could talk about that on or off the (laughs) podcast (laughs) okay yeah my bad my bad (laughs) no 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 it's cool it's cool hey what we talk about off air you know let's bring it on air for the listeners there's we're transparent for our listeners do you really want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and a little business at the top here. Speaking of listeners, we went live last week, um, and we had we had some of our loyal listeners show up, and we really just want to shout you guys out and um, really appreciate you spending some time with us while we uh, show off our Blu-rays and answer some uh questions it was a good time absolutely um also let us know what your favorite blu-rays you saw during the live video were honestly i don't even remember what we showed i know bailey showed the internship that's about it yes sir <laughs> i think that was in response to what's your <laughs> what's your favorite blu-ray <laughs> what's First? your blu-ray you wouldn't expect to uh you to have or something uh, true the internship (laughs) yeah dude here's the thing i peg you for an internship guy that's what happened (laughs) i showed it and everyone's like yeah that makes sense yeah exactly (laughs) i felt the same way yeah Um, bailey did you like going live uh yeah i enjoyed myself it it, we had a better turnout than i thought we were gonna have and um i had my goatee as well oh Oh, yo do you still have that yeah the people want to know they want to follow up do you still have the goatee uh no goatee's gone Mm. wow was it on your own accord or did did other Uh, people make make you get rid of it no i i didn't like it um it came to a point where i wasn't taking uh life seriously (laughs) I wasn't taking Nugget to the dog park because I was afraid to see other uh, dog owners that I knew from uh, going. Mm. And I didn't want them to see me like that. You know, they they wouldn't think it's funny. I don't know. They would probably be like, this dude's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Not like the internet where everyone thinks it's cool. Yeah. The internet, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet, lo- they've been celebrating it since you mm-hmm. exposed it. Um, yeah. Are you like tight with the the dog park people yeah the uh, i am kind of i just don't know any of their names i just know their dogs names (laughs) Uh, i feel like that makes sense that's interesting what an interesting culture 
It's weird because like when you go down there, you just ask what their dog's name is before you ask their name. Always. <laughs> oh, interesting. What an interesting ritual. Oh, what, it's just like, oh, what's her name? You don't really ask the person's name ever. What was if you did the opposite? Would people shun you? <laughs> um, yeah, they would be like, yo, why don't you care about my fucking dog? <laughs> mm. But the one time I uh, was walking Nugget and I saw the guy from the dog park, um, the owner of a dog and he uh invited me into his backyard so our dogs could play for a minute oh wow, that's kind of cool yeah dude we got each other's numbers but we haven't hung out damn hmm so you, what did you put him in your <laughs> phone as <laughs> i got his name at that point oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> i was th- i was thinking you put like the dog's name yeah <laughs> i w- now, does Nugget have, like, best buds there? I imagine that one, they have to be pretty tight, those two. Yep, he's good friends with um, Bodie's, like, his best bud. They just run around nonstop, like, attached. Like, like, when they're running around, they're, like, attached to each other. It's Aww. Oh, that's cute. Cute, yeah. What kind of dog is Bodie? Um, that's tough. It's not, like, a golden doodle, but, like, a little, like, scrappy. Poodle? little poodle but not a poodle i don't know it's like uh like a golden small golden doodle sort of thing oh well i'm glad you could uh show your face again though at the dog park i'm sure nuggets missed Bodie a lot yeah he has cool um well hey this is episode 128 lest we forget never forget uh let's see what was going on in 128 bc um Octavius and Rufus are this year's consuls in the Roman Republic. Um, And Lamenius composes the second Delphic hymn. So we got some songwriting going on. Um, Artabanus becomes the king of Parthia. Not sure what Parthia is. (laughs) But hey, that's what's going on. 128 bc let's get to what the people really want 128 ad and let's see what hadrian's up to um he begins his inspection of the provinces provinces of greece asia minor and egypt um and speaking about muffins bailey you'll like this one uh roman bakeries produce dozens of bread varieties and the Romans distribute free bread for the poor. Aww. Oh, hell yeah. Shout yeah. out to the Romans. Yeah, shout out to uh, the bakeries in, in Rome. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a question about, um, can you tell me more about Asia Minor? Is there an Asia Minor and an Asia Major? Um, I'm going to go with a hard yes. I <laughs> 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 man i thought you knew <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not gonna elaborate but i'm gonna go with a hard yes okay i love the confidence in that right. and we'll get letters we'll get letters for only sure. handwritten please um but let's move away from Ro- rome i know you know hadrian's walls completed uh he visits north africa dude this, hadrian moves around like nobody's business but let's hop out of rome for a hot sec because also at the same time, fossils of large prehistoric animals are discovered in Dalmatia. 
Oh, where the Dalmatians come from. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I suspect that they were just large prehistoric dogs. Or Glenn Close. <laughs> or, Can you or, tell me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where is that located? Oh, Dalmatia. Um, yeah. It was like a province of the Roman Empire. So <laughs> um, it's like uh, modern day Albania. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely not Asia Minor or Asia Major. Okay. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, that's all that's going on in the history books in 128. Um, oh. But guys, it's been a little while. Is there anything, uh, anything you want to talk about? Anything grinding your gears? Any movies you've watched recently? Um, I haven't really watched any movies. I. Uh, I recently became a. Uh, I'm aspiring to come become a sneakerhead. Oh, yo! I'm surprised you you're not a sneakerhead already. Yeah, yo! It's something that like, I I always thought was kind of cool, but I just never really like went for it sort of thing. But now, dude, I'm just waiting for those uh, J's to drop. You know. Oh, the J's! You gotta you gotta get the J's when they drop. You got to cop them, dude. <laughs> um, now, I know nothing about uh, sneakers. All I know is that the Nike store drops them at like 10 a.m. on Saturday or something. Yo, Kate knows. And it's like a mad rush and like only it sells out in like two minutes and then like a minute afterwards they're all on eBay. Yeah. Um, some J's dropped on uh, Saturday. I couldn't cop. <laughs> yo why couldn't you cop you knew they were dropping dude you don't understand it's like you're you can be on like on the internet at 10 a.m and just click buy and you won't get them because they'll be sold out already you just have to get lucky it's like a lottery yeah it's that it's wild i could uh compare that to when we try to get comic-con tickets it's not it's the same thing but not so much (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What? You know, I, I, I'm looking for the uh, feeling of getting them. I think it's gonna feel really good when I get my first, uh, my first pair. When you cop your first pair. Yeah. Um, question for you, and I kind of always had this question for sneakerheads. Do you uh, wear them on your head? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Yo, I might not. I might not wear them at all. So that that was my actual question. Um, do you wear them, like, or do you get them and keep them in the box? Like, my what, thing is, what I'm just do? gonna I'm gonna try to just not I'm not gonna wear them. I just kind of like keep them unworn, just in you, case you know, come into hard times, have to sell them. You know. Are you gonna keep them in like a briefcase and carry them around to show them off? I'm gonna wear them on my hands. <laughs> oh, perfect! Classic. My um, my brother's a quote-unquote sneakerhead, and he has a small closet filled with them where they sit on like shoe racks and display. Yep, yep. I respect. Mm-hmm. He wears most of them. Yeah, I, but sparingly. I just, oh, here's the other thing, though, if I'm not gonna wear them, I don't know why I'm trying to go for size 13 because 13 is like a oh, really hard size to get because i don't think they make as many oh that's so, actually a great point i don't know what i'm doing dude 
<laughs> well, but it's at the same time, but there's more people who have size like 10. So if you go for that, it's like yeah, I'll same have to statistics. Ask one of my uh, sneakerhead mentors, which is the easiest size to get. Yeah. And, and also, I'd- I mean, if so, like if you get something that's not your size, then what do you do? You with have it? no chance of wearing it at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Then they're truly just trophies. Yeah. And then like can we talk about the laces? <laughs> uh, okay. We could talk about them. What do you want to know? I mean, I haven't bought a pair yet, so I do uh, expiring. <laughs> well, you know, let me know when you get your first pair. All right, I'm I'm really uh this weekend might be it, dude. I'm really itching. Aren't now are you like loyal to a brand? Are you Adidas, Nike? Um I was strictly going to go <laughs> I was strictly going to go Reebok, but then <laughs> some people talked me out of it. Oh, that was a close call. <laughs> Retail value just isn't there. <laughs> mm, interesting choice. Yeah. Um, well, what do you, whatever you do, I hope you line, I hope you cop a pair, and I, I hope you don't scuff them up. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to cop, dude. I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll post a pic. Cool. Love we, it. We need that tent. Um. <laughs> if I think personally, I haven't bought a pair of shoes in a couple of years. <laughs> they end up becoming gifts for me to you. Yeah. Because we're best friends. Well, I did buy a pair of basketball sneakers within the last two years because I think Bailey and our good friend Jake kind of made me do No, it. that's not what happened. <laughs> I bought you a pair of them with Jake. Oh, true, true. <laughs> Jake helped me pick them out and I purchased them. Sounds Classic Jordan thinks someone else bought them for him, but it turns out that I did. Um, I think actually I own more sneakers than you do. Oh, that's without a doubt for sure. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look in our apartment, there is a pair of sneakers. Not true, <laughs> but there are in more than one location. Um, yeah, so that's it. Well, I, I like that new hobby for you, Bailey. Thanks. I'm gonna. Uh, it's a. It's it's tough, dude. I don't know if I'm made. I don't know if I'm made for it, but it'll harden me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I have faith in you. I'm just afraid. It, of what it's going to turn you into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I think um, it's a, it's expensive hobby for sure. Yeah, uh, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Anything with you, Kate? Any new hobbies you're into? I have enough hobbies. Thank you you really much. do? <laughs> I'm like, I do like three hobbies at one time. I can't get enough of them. Um, what's your hobby of the week? Hobby of what the are week? you into right now? A lot of things. Uh, okay. But I have a quarantine blanket going where I'm crocheting a, a blanket while I watch TVs and movies. TVs. Yeah. yeah, I know it's a we don't talk about it, but Kate and I have been watching a TV show. A little TV okay. show called Atlanta. I know we're a little late to the game, but that show's great. Have you ever watched it, Bailey? No, I have not. And it really isn't on my radar <laughs> interesting we've we've become big hulu heads yeah we, we are it. just like you're a sneaker head we're hulu heads and like we're we kind of ripping we're ripping through hulu right now and honestly one hulu sponsor us two hulu's got some good stuff on there right now okay yeah i know hulu's dope i back hulu 100 percent um yeah. 
Yeah, Atlanta. What's uh, what's the vibe of the show? Yeah, just cool. And it's actually kind of weird. It's, it's like very uh, strange. like some episodes are super normal and it just kind of follows a storyline. And then some are definitely like Donald Glover's like weird perspective and take on shit. Like, you know, like his music video for that, whatever that this song, is that, This Is America. Like one episode will kind of have that vibe and then the next one will just be normal. And, and our film friend Lakeith Stanfield is one of his friends in it. And yeah. he's like awesome. out there, weird and awesome. I don't know. It's a really well done show. Gives me a perspective on Atlanta, which I would literally never have. So I don't know. It's definitely a good show. I would check it out. It's interesting. Do you, uh, do you watch uh, the, um, do you watch Dave on Hulu? No, not no, yet. Dude. Do we fuck with Dave or little Dicky? Yes. Okay. He's a, he's a, yo, he's a Philly guy. Come on, bro. I mean, I love Philly, but I'm not from Philly, so. Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that attitude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Lil Dicky's not serious enough for me, you know? Yeah. That's what I thought, too, before I watched the show. The show surprised a lot of people. <laughs> oh, interesting. Just like the billboard of him coming out of his own pants, his own yeah. underwear. It surprised a lot of people, yeah. yeah. Uh, yo, our movie's on uh, Hulu now. Hmm. The Film Friends movie? The Lodge. Oh, oh is, I did yeah. see that. Yo, and that uh, prompted me to go on to Letterboxd to read some reviews because I was like, oh, if it's on like a streaming service, more people are going to watch it now. Let's see what they think. <laughs> Yo, yeah. people do not like that movie. What? I don't understand it. I It has like a low rating on Letterboxd and like, the reviews I was reading, people were just kind of ripping it, like, in a negative way. Huh. And I was bummed out, because I think that movie's, like... I don't think it's, like, fantastic, but I think it's, real like, does a really good job giving, giving you a vibe, like, for yeah. sure. Yo, it fucks you up. <laughs> yeah, it, it does really fuck you up. Me. I cried for, like, four hours afterwards. <laughs> it might yeah. be one of those movies that just, like doesn't get attention flies under the radar but you know down the road it's going to be like a kind of a hidden gem of like psychological horror and that kind of thing i think it's one of those movies that suffered from like weird marketing where the marketing didn't match what the movie actually was so people expected different things going into it yeah um well i'm gonna tell everyone to watch it now that they can you know? Good idea. Yeah, we need to get the ratings up. Yeah. Um, I do want to say I watched a movie recently called Wonder Boys, which, uh, you know, if for no one, I think you should watch it, Bailey. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. You got Michael Douglas. Maybe we did talk about this oh, on on live. I think we did. You got like a young Tobey Maguire. You got Robbie Robert Downer junior Robbie. <laughs> I, I called him Robbie at this time um at this time uh Katie Holmes like it's a really super dope cast and uh I don't know just like I think it came out 2001 2000 pre 9-11 so it's uh it's definitely a movie know, it's definitely a movie it's really good <laughs> all right I'll check it out dude. yeah check it out but uh hey 
Speaking of really good movies, why don't we jump into our film friend and her best and worst? If you guys are ready. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, um, so this week it was Kate's choice. Feels like it's been a long time since it's been your choice. I don't know. Um, so the ball, we actually lost the ball. The ball is nowhere to be found. So I'm just going to shake your hand for the listeners. We actually did it. <laughs> um, Jordan popped my beach ball I used last week. And, uh, yeah. For who you chose and why I chose Rachel, we can't decide if it's wise or vice, um, but I will play a video in a minute that says that it's vice. It's vice. Vice, right? <laughs> vice. Um, I picked her because one, she's um, Jewish, <laughs> and I'm Jewish, and I like, I really like though when there's just female representation in our culture it's a rare thing in hollywood to be jewish (laughs) no i mean for like women that are i know i know um and i also she's just intriguing to me i think a lot of the roles that she picks are really interesting um i mean i've known about her a long time in the mummy i mean the mummy come on staple in the mummy um (laughs) <laughs> she's a staple mommy she, she carries that stapler around <laughs> in the mommy um but the one of the movies we're gonna review tonight the lobster like, threw her back on my radar and after that she did a bunch of pretty interesting movies one we reviewed which was the favorite um but she did another movie with michael shannon <laughs> called the complete unknown which was a really interesting movie um where she plays people who someone who like reinvents their life over and over again um so she always plays these very not just mysterious but intriguing women Mm. um which i like she's beautiful but she doesn't play like stereotypically like beautiful roles necessarily like yeah she doesn't pick them for being like she's not picked for being attractive she picks roles that are more mysterious yeah yo i back her overall i back her i never think she's i'm never like I'm never create. Actually, I, sometimes I get pumped when I see her in a movie, but I always know she's gonna be solid and mm-hmm. deliver. Um, I'm really interested to find out a lot more about her because I know nothing. I know nothing about well, her. Well, that's also why I picked her to learn more about her. Yeah. Does she stay low key? I feel like she's a low key star. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Bailey, how do you feel about her before we dive into her movies? Um, honestly, not, uh, I don't hate her. She's fine. Um, I just don't really get, uh, she doesn't, I feel like she doesn't really pick the movies that I want to go see. Mm, I understand that. Yeah, I, I get that too. Yeah. She seems very like romantic or like period piece or... I don't know. When where's her sci-fi movie? She's very drama. <laughs> Yo, she does stay away from the sci-fi. Just like doing a quick check in her uh, in her filmography here. I don't see any movies that the mommy you, that you would have been interested in, Bailey, except for Fred Claus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Fred Claus. I will say the one movie that I think is her best movie 
is definitely, definitely maybe. Uh-huh. That's nice. interesting. I, uh, that's one of my favorite uh, rom-coms, actually. Hmm. Interesting. You got, it's a great cast. You got Ab- a young Abigail Breslin. You got Ryan Reynolds. You got uh, Elizabeth Banks, Isla Fisher, Rachel hmm, Weisz. What do you want? Yo, I argue that you kind of always have a young Abigail Breslin. <laughs> Except for Zombieland, <laughs> double tapped. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. Dude. Sorry all those Zombieland double tap fans <laughs> out there. Yo, um. Abigail's all grown up, dude. And if you liked her back then, you should like her now. Just like Jonathan yo, Lipnick. Yo, all right. All right, I'll take it. Um, what has she been doing? Zombieland double tapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yo, I have no idea, dude. Yeah. Looking at her filmography, it's uh, it's it's Zombieland Double Tap. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, Rachel Wise, let's do it. Um, which which movie do you want to review first, her top or her bottom? Her top. <laughs> top. Uh. Okay. For strategic purposes. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Are we playing a game here? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're talking top, and we're talking the 2015 Yorgos Lanthimos masterpiece, The Lobster. Bailey, can't wait for this one. <laughs> Take it away. No, nah, this one's easy. Um, <laughs> this is your classic. Uh... I already know you're not reading it off a thing. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not. It's your classic uh, movie that takes place in a different alternate reality where you got to find uh, your soulmate or you get turned into a, an animal that you pick. And, you know, some people aren't really having it and they try to get away and they try to bounce. And if you're one of those people, you get hunted down and... I don't really know what happens to you after you get hunted down, but you know, it's one of those movies. Yeah, your classic, classic tale, classic love tale. Yeah, um, it's strange, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And this is, we've already—I kind of forgot though—but we reviewed your ghost, Lanthimos, as a part of our director series. Um, and I was actually kind of shocked that this wasn't the top one, but we reviewed the favorite. The favorite is her top, but we've already reviewed it. Right. Um, so if you kind of want to hear us talk about your ghost, check that ap- episode out. Um, do you know what episode yeah. number it was? Uh, I don't know what episode number. I was just looking up her, her true best, which is about a boy is actually her true best. Yeah. Um, with I think that's Hugh Grant. It's a nice little rom-com, but I don't think she's in it that much, so I didn't do that one. And then page eight, which is also at 93%, which she's not in much. And then the favorite at 93 as well, which we've already reviewed. So after that's The Lobster at cool. 87. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool to see her have like a, not a resurgence, but like, kind of hook up with Yorgos and and start doing his movies because that's probably a good good rocket ship to attach yourself to. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. 
but episode 93 for your ghost by the way gotcha um now bailey you've seen this movie before correct yeah, I see every movie that you recommend to me. It's just weird that you don't ever watch the movies I recommend to Ooh, you. Oh, sick burn. Yo, here, yo, you know what? Uh, sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get him some ice for um, I'm not even kidding and not lying to you. I, I can't wait to like, well, can't wait to end this episode and uh, watch a movie um, tonight. And I think I'm going to watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which you lent me. Maybe a couple years ago, but I know you're on a Planet of the Apes kick right now. Uh-huh. So I kind of have a question for you. Should I? First off, where is Rise of the Planet of the Apes in the series? Like, I know nothing about that whole series. So I should I watch that or do I have to watch anything first? I think you can watch it. I think it's the first of the um, the three. Hold on. Let me let me double check then we'll I, review the, the rise and then dawn and then the war oh uh, okay so in the new series the rise is the first one and then there's the dawn of the planet of the apes and then there's the war so all you can watch all those without watching like the old ones i think that's fine okay that's probably why you lent us that one okay yeah. cool well i'll check that out but yeah back to the lobster mm-hmm. <laughs> um now Okay, you could, I guess, you could start this one off if you want, since you chose it. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for, for letting me do that. Um, I love this movie. I remember seeing this in theaters with Jordan because he's my best friend. Um, I had read about it in The New Yorker, and I had never heard of him, but I was like, this sounds so cool. I love the idea of people being turned into animals just because, pretty much. Um and I think this movie does a lot of cool things. One, it just drops you into that world with, it gives you explanation of what's going on, but doesn't give you a reason as to why it's happening, which I like. And um, it also does something interesting with form in the sense that there's a narration through it, but it's past, present, and future. So you kind of get the ideas of what has happened in the past a little bit and what's going to happen in the future. But once again, that doesn't play into like why the world is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool. And the cool thing about the narration, too. Well, one, it's done by our film friend, Mm -hmm. Rachel Wise. um, Vise, whatever. Uh, But she narrates the whole movie, but you don't meet her until about 45 minutes into it. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a cool cool move, I think, generally. Um, But, yeah. I mean, this movie starts off. Kind of like you said, it drops you into this world. Like literally the intro for me is super memorable where you just see a character you never see again, Um, you know, driving and it's like kind of a cool shot. And then all of a sudden she gets out, goes up to this donkey, I guess it is, um, and shoots it in the head and kills it and walks away. And then like title card, the lobster flashes and like you're just immediately like uh what, what? The fuck? and then you like forget about it but on a rewatch you're like oh that's probably like yeah an ex-husband or something like that that they're mm-hmm. figured out and found or whatever um but yeah so it has its own logic just like all of his movies well not all of his movies i guess the v- favorite is pretty straightforward what it is but like 
you know, just like uh, I recently watched Dogtooth. That was kind of a what the fuck type movie. Uh, we reviewed the Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all their own little world, and like well, even the favorite, even though it's not like a not like it's not magical realism, but it has its own world. Yeah, the characters are set in a different time, but with non ma- with the the vibes of the way they talk don't match the time period and things like that. So that's still like its own world as well, which I think is cool. But this also has film friend John C. Riley, who's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Bailey, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> you go. Um, so we follow Colin Farrell, who's awesome in this. Yeah. Um, but his friend at the hotel is John C. Riley, who plays what a man with a lisp. Yeah, I mean he's just like another. I don't and know. All the people has like an ailment though. Yeah, That's all like the, the thing. Yeah, like, like their ailments kind of bring them like together. Them. Yeah. So, um, Colin Farrell is nearsighted. John C. Riley has a lisp, and then their third friend has a limp. So it's kind of interesting, and they all match by ailment. No. Bailey, I know you're a big Colin Farrell fan. Um, how do you feel about him doing these movies, like The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer? Yeah, I li- I think that's why he I like I like that he does these movies. Yeah, same. I think it kind of sets him apart, like from like I mean not sets him apart, but like it. I think it's a cool. Uh, he could just be doing the phone booth again, but he chooses to do movies like this, which is sick. Yeah, I wish he did the phone booth <laughs> again, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love that movie. I've never seen it. Uh, I think it's Joel Schumacher, maybe. I don't. I agree, though, Bailey. I think like he wasn't on my radar until these types of movies. I back him because of movies like these. He's really good in them too, like super. Yeah, good he in has them. the vibe down, like. If if you're listening to this and you've never seen a Yorgos movie, um, this is your starter. I this think. is the starter. Yeah, actually, I think this was my starter. But Same. this is like a good entry point because one, it has a storyline that you could follow, and but you get all the whole. You get like the weird world, and you get that like stilted dialogue that like. They talk about really serious stuff or really sexual stuff in the same tone. And there's like no inflections and the, the dialogue's just delivered. And like, honestly, Colin Farrell kills it mm-hmm. um, with his dialogue. And like, Rachel Weiss actually, does she kind of speak the same way or not really? I, I forget. Like, yeah, I can't be- tell. I think so because not as effectively as him, like, not as poignantly as he does, but. With through her narration, you can't tell it's her, just because of how cut and dry the way it's spoken is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, everything I feel like that is said. Like, I I forget that if it, this is the way as all of his movies are, but like, very little emotion goes into all the all their words. Oh right, like none at yeah, all. Absolutely. Like, yeah, just they're not just reading words, but it's it's strange. I think that's what's like effective about his movies too, because like they are just like kind of delivering the monotone, yeah. but they're usually like pretty vicious things are happening in the movies. Like in this movie, literally a, a 
person at this center jumps out of the window to kill herself, but she doesn't die, and she just is on the patio screaming and screaming. And meanwhile, that's like juxtaposed or parallel with Colin Farrell and this other character just having a normal conversation about it and not like acting like normal people would if they just witnessed that. So it's like that type of stuff. And Bailey's yeah. right. That's even though they do that, it doesn't sound like they're just reading it. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line that they ride between emoting it and not sounding like they just rehearsed it. Yeah. And this one definitely has a cadence and a vibe to it. Like, you watch The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which honestly might be... I don't know what which one out of all my all the Yorgos movies are my favorite. Maybe The Lobster, because it's the first one. But I think I like The Killing of the Sacred Deer the most, because it's just weird. But they talk somewhat normal in that movie. They still have a weird vibe to them, but they I think... Like, they, he always has one character that does it. So, like, yeah. there's one Killing of the Sacred Deer who's... What's his name? that boy <laughs> riley or keo or, or something, something. he does that same thing that colin farrell does in this one which is an interesting move but i also heard that colin farrell say that yorgos is one of the best directors to work for because he brings out the best in them which is interesting because they're so strange right yeah. and it's we see Colin Farrell deliver this dialogue that's real odd, but he still thinks that Yorgos brings out the best acting in him. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to see these worlds where um, these actors stretch themselves. Now, Bailey, do you like this movie? Because I have a feeling you... Maybe you told me you didn't one time or something. I don't know. Um, I don't dislike it. There's just something about movies where... I, I, you know, if the if the characters aren't showing emotion, I kind of get bored. Mm. And I, I like the I like the story of the movie for sure. It's just, I don't know. It That's interesting. Doesn't... Yeah. I get that, uh, especially because I think you saying that makes me think the reason why I like it so much is the detailing of this movie. I like that there's a woman who just like eats biscuits and like offers them to people. I like that they get attracted by little ailments. I like that they tell you like the exact number of tranquilizer bullets they have. Yeah. And I like how uh, because a big part is, you know, if you don't find a soulmate, you turn they turn you into an animal of your choice. Um, and I like how in a lot of scenes when they're in the woods, because the people who kind of escape this center they don't like escape to the city. They escape to the woods and kind of just like because the city's just as dangerous, right? For them. And they just like hang out there and kind of combat the hunters and try to live and survive. But like in those shots in the woods, they're my favorite parts. Um, like one, they're doing like a silent disco, but then like in all of the scenes, there's like animals in the woods, mm. and there's like a peacock, there's a rabbit, there's camel. like camel, like. I like those little details. Mm-hmm. It makes like the movie worth it. But I agree with you, Bailey. Like some his movies are a bit of a slog for me sometimes. Like his early ones because they don't show emotion and I get yeah. a little I don't get attached to the it's hard to get attached to the characters for that. Yeah. Um Yo what in this world that he uh created, do you have to go to this like retreat or is that going to there is that a choice yeah i think about that a lot too when i watch this movie and i think because of the fact that 
it's probably so it this world builds that it's so hard to find partners it looks like that people take this opportunity knowing that people are going there to find partners that they risked being turned into animals yeah i think it's a law i think it's like law if you're I don't know if it's like you're single at a certain age or something, but I know it's like a law that you have to go there. Maybe if you check off a couple boxes, I don't know if it's voluntary, oh. involuntary. I don't know what it well, is. Cause we, but, we yeah. meet a woman at the mall at one point who gets stopped for being single. Yeah. And she says, uh, okay. you know, my husband is away on business and they know that's a lie and they catch her doing that. Right. right. So yeah. it's like, I guess you can play the risk of living your life singly, but I guess this is probably the most direct route to find a partner. Mm -hmm. And I always forget the scenes where Colin Farrell and like uh, the others go to the city Mm -hmm. and go to the mall. And that's like always a shock to me. I've seen this movie a couple of times and like, I'm always like, Oh yeah, they do this. I forget. I forgot about that. And it's always kind of like a little bit of a shock because they spent a lot of time in the woods or they spend a lot of time at this like dystopic mm-hmm. center where Olivia Coleman <laughs> is oh, yeah. like the head mm-hmm. of it or married to the the head of it. Actually, I don't know the deal there. She's like with that guy, but uh, they both run it, I guess. I was actually going to pick her for this episode. Oh, really? Um but I decided with Rachel Vise. Um but it's interesting that they both like, ended up in the same movie again do you have that pronunciation uh video ready to rock and roll let's see how you actually pronounce uh her name all right here it goes rachel vice i don't have a library card rachel vice but do you mind if i check you out rachel vice oh (laughs) Honestly, that was delivered like a line in The Lobster. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, Rachel Weisz. All right, I'll take it. Um, Yeah, let's talk about Rachel Weisz in this movie, though. I think she's she's cool. Yeah. She's sassy. Uh, I think she uh, she rocks a suit real well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she's awesome in this movie. I think she narrates it really cool. I we, think her character arc's really cool. I We love her character and Colin Farrell's character getting together, oh, though, right? Oh, I love it. Like, even though they don't show a lot of emotion um, and they're not allowed to touch or be seen touching, I like their, like, vibe of giving each other signals to tell each other what they want and stuff. It's kind of cool. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they create their own language to talk to each other and it's like really insane looking and yeah. it's funny that no one catches them because they're doing weird hand gestures and movements and they're like falling over and touching their elbows and stuff but it's very cute and lighthearted in this very like serious movie um i also like that she's narrating the first half of the movie from his perspective like um uh, what he's doing and then the minute she sees him, she starts saying how she feels about him, mm-hmm. which I think is very cool and kind of makes it almost like a two part movie. But, yeah, spoiler alert, it's kind of fucked what happens to her. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. It, like, freaks me out. Yeah. Yo, uh, why? I'm, I'm confused on why these people, um, the people that live in the woods, listen to this one lady who just is. Yo. I, yeah, I, 
I agree. I don't understand that either. Maybe it's some sort of like she gained that power struggle some way. I I don't know. I don't know why they they do. And she she seems to have connections from the inside, like that one staffer um, kind of helps her out. She just instills fear. She's just the type of person who has a lot of charisma and instills fear in people. So yeah, and also these people in the woods don't really have anywhere to go. So to escape her is really tough. Yeah. My more question is why doesn't she just live with her parents when they always offer her to stay there and just have like a comfortable life? I think she's like addicted to that control. Her parents that are classical guitarists. Yeah, that seems strange too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. You can That's like another thing with all these Yorgos movies. Like the more you look into them, you're just like, I actually don't know why they're doing that, but you just go along with it. He does like a good job of making you, yeah. Making you think about it. Like you, you are Bailey, but then it's like, Oh, well who cares? I'll just go along with it. Kind of deal. But that probably holds some people up to like not knowing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's not much. This is a movie that's definitely, you could talk about it and talk about it, but it's just like made to be Viewed. seen and, yeah. and like just experienced. Cause Absolutely. It's like, Everything's intentional. Yeah, so. and like it's just like it's so eccentric. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. Like I don't know what this is, but I love it. It has like dark humor to it. And John C. Riley's character is great, and so is, uh, I think his name's Ben Wishaw, uh, the guy with the limp. Like they're a cool little trio. But yeah, overall, I love this movie. I think if you've never seen Lord Yorgos movie, check this one out first. And if you really like this, you'll probably like his later ones definitely. Maybe yeah. not his er- his earlier ones are in my opinion rough like i don't really like his earlier ones but i like his last couple for sure killing of a sacred deer was a film friends outing was it mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah it was i remember it yo that movie <laughs> fucked me up i think yeah that yeah, movie fucked wild. me up i love that movie though um yeah that one definitely has a different vibe than this one um but they're they're all unique in their own way and they're pretty good um but uh yeah if there's nothing else i do have one question it's a bit of a spoiler but do you think he does it at the end oh that is a good question i don't know um i'm gonna say that he oh i'm gonna say he doesn't and tells her that he does Ooh, that's the move that I was thinking too. That's an interesting thing. That's the move I was thinking. I think too. that's the move Yorgos would make too. <laughs> it's also the most. It's also the smartest move because neither of them are gonna survive if they are both blind. Yeah. Though the whole thing is like you match your ailments, right? So he yeah. had to match his ailment to hers. I don't know. I think he does it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Also, what animal would you be? Ooh. That's a good question. <sighs> I'd want to uh, probably a dog. I love. I like. I mean, they say everyone chooses dog, which I guess is kind of lame, but I don't know. 
there's something about being a dog. Like, then I get to see what, like, maybe I get to communicate with Nugget and know what's going on in his head. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, true. Like, as a dog, too. You're afforded more luxuries. Yeah, you have way more luxuries. Like, you get to live with humans still. Um, you get taken care of. You get all your food. You get love. You get attention. Yeah. A dog's, like, a great choice, I think. Um, yeah. I personally would like to be one of those little sea otters because oh. right now as a human being i really hate swimming and i have a fear of it and like it's just not my vibe so i'd like to go total opposite and they look sea otters look like they're having a good time <laughs> so that's my choice i think i'd like to be like a rhino or like an elephant, like one of those massive safari animals. One, rhinos are one of my favorite animals. Um, but also because I feel like they're hunted, but they can defend themselves. They live a pretty lengthy time and they're pretty intelligent and sufficiently happy. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of like an elephant in the sense of your memory. Oh, thank you. I feel like you have a good memory. I think elephants have a good memory, too. Mm-hmm. An elephant never forget. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's saying, what they right? say. <laughs> Um, that's what they say. Cool. Well, how about we rate this one and uh, find out a little bit more about Rachel Vice? Um, I'll give this one two two lobster claws. I will also give this one two lobster claws. Clink clink. <laughs> um, what do I want to give this one? I'll give it one and um, one and a half lobster claws because I'm. I think lobster is pretty tasty, and I'm going to take a bite. (laughs) Mm, Good point. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Well, we are in between movies, so how are you guys doing? Spicy. Good. Cool, cool. How are you doing? Bailey, are you munching on those muffins over there? No, I'm not. I I can't eat anymore. I'm not allowed. (laughs) His mommy told him he can't. (laughs) Interesting. Um I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, my allergies are acting up a little bit. Like I said, do you really want to know what we talk about <laughs> off? Um, but I took medication. It's just not working. He did know. not take medication. Uh, anyways. Do not believe this propaganda. We learned how to pronounce Rachel's name, but I want to know a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Because I'm kind of curious. What's your height? What's your weight? What's your height? What's your weight? With your host, Matt or What's your height? What's your weight? Will they get it wrong? Will they get it right? So we're doing the works. I'm going to start with Bailey because I'm holding it. He said, Rachel Wheezy, uh, <laughs> five feet, five inches, 100 pounds, size eight shoe, New York Aquarius. Jordan also said that she's 5'5 five, five and gave her the more realistic weight of t- 120. Um, also said eight size shoe, Capricorn at... 46 oh bailey forgot to say how old she was and um from la or berlin um so she's five six you're close 
and she's um 125 pounds size nine and a half shoe she was born march 7th 1970 so she's 50 Damn. she looks amazing um and she's a pisces Ooh, gloop, 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 gloop. Gloop, 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 gloop. and she's from london england that's where she was born Oh duh! I think I knew. Th- I knew she was like she has an British. Accent, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. Um, but she currently lives in New York, Bailey. So you got that. Oh yeah, dude! I could tell she's a, a New York gal. Wait, <laughs> where, where is she from? Actually, London, England. Mm. Ah, she just dude, loves big cities. Yeah. Um. So her father was an inventor, <laughs> and Ooh, her mother. What did he invent? He was an engineer, so I don't know something with that. <laughs> Um, and her mother was a teacher turned um, psychotherapist. <laughs> so interesting parents. Teacher t- turned psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's ethnically Jewish, as I said. Um, her first movie was Death Machine in 1994. Do you want to guess some favorites? Yes. Um, directors. Yorgos. <laughs> um. Her favorite director is probably uh, Scorsese. Mm. Paul Thomas Anderson, Pedro Almodovar, and Sean Durkin. It's weird she didn't say Steven Summers, who directed The Mummy. (laughs) Very cool. That is weird. Who's her favorite actress? Well, you gotta go with, uh, you gotta go with Liza Minnelli. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Um, the classic Meryl Streep. Dude. Boring. Sorry. Who's her favorite writer? Um, writer? Um, Walt Whitman. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, I'm going to go with Zadie Smith. Philip Roth. Oh, interesting. Do you want to guess some of her favorite books? <laughs> All right, let's go with Philip Roth, The Plot Against America, Prague Orgy, <laughs> Ghost Rider. I don't know. What are his favorite books? Yeah, you want to guess? <laughs> her favorite books? Uh-huh. Uh, Catcher in the Rye. I knew that's what you were going <laughs> to say. That's why I wanted him to answer. Um, American Pastoral, the uh, one you didn't yeah. say. Um, My Ear at His Ear. And on beauty, Zadie Smith. That's yeah, interesting that nice. you would say that. Um, who are her idols? Evil Knievel. Uh, Dr. Evil. <laughs> Damn, great answers. <laughs> um, Catherine Hepburn, Jack Nicholson, Ingrid Bergman, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. Who's her favorite musician? Well... Sir Paul McCartney, of course. Um, Sia. Hmm. <laughs> Beethoven. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite musician, Mozart. <laughs> so she was known around her area as the English Rose, <laughs> where she began modeling at age 14. Oh, all right. This this is this part of her bio is weird. Yeah. 
She went to St. Paul's girls' school, and her fellow classmate was Emily Mortimer. Ah, we love that. She has a tattoo of a ladder on her hip. Um, she turned down the role to star with Richard Gere in King David, which came out in 1984. So that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> that is uh, interesting. And that's all I have on her. So I take it she's classically trained. Oh, yeah, she's classically trained. Okay, cool. Thank God. Um, all right, well, I learned a little more about her, but you know what? It leaves me wanting more. Um, and I know she's the rose, she's the English rose where she came from. Um, so it's kind of making me a little <laughs> hot. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, better cue the also why i picked the second the worst one second all righty um bailey if you're ready with your files uh yeah take um, it away so i'm just gonna name three of her uh three of her top guys here there's a couple guys before that are um i don't know some nobodies insignificant um, yeah first big name i got on here is sam mendes oh that one's Seven, cool yeah yeah, director of 1917. He's uh, he's peaking right now. Dude, he is peaking. <laughs> and then she was in a nine-year relationship with Darren Aronofsky. Whoa, she loves those directors. Mm-hmm. Yep. And ever since broke it off the, with him she's been with daniel craig ever since hell yeah james bond himself mm-hmm. bailey mm-hmm. i opened your file cabinet and i read a little bit of information can i share it yeah she has two kids with darren aronofsky they were engaged and then they broke it off what and they're they're apparently like still friendly but she's been friends with daniel craig for like for like 10 years before they got married longer than that since 1992 Jeez. Yo, is Darren Aronofsky still dating Jennifer Lawrence? He had another relationship after that. Really? And broke up with that person, too. Yikes. That dude is... uh Hitting them. Hitting in. them. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> hitting them and quitting them. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> meant to more say like he's going through them. Yeah, she's got an impressive uh, lineup, though, for sure. Um, it yeah, kind it it kind of tells me that she likes the uh, directors. <laughs> she likes direct like the intelligent, yeah, artistic type. Mm-hmm. Um, that highbrow shit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a little bit of man of mystery. 
who Daniel Craig. Well, he's James Bond, right? Uh, Is that okay. the thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yo, do we do we fuck for Daniel Craig or no? Oh uh, no. Yo, I don't really fuck for Bond. Yo, same. I tried to for a little while. I, I bought I bought like the while. early ones and. I, he's too misogynistic. It's too like backwards for me. And I know it was the time and I know all that shit and Ian Fleming and blah, blah, blah. But like the movies are kind of okay, but I truly think Austin Powers <laughs> ruined it for me. Or made it better. <laughs> or made it better. But I can't watch a James Bond, like an older James Bond movie without thinking that it's like a joke. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't care for James Bond either, but I love him in Logan Lucky. Like, love his character in that movie. Oh, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I I don't know Daniel Craig. I don't fuck for him, but like, I don't hate him. I don't I think he's great by any means. Um, but yeah, Cowboys versus Aliens, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, but speaking of Daniel Craig and Rachel, I'm going to call her Weiss, uh, Rachel Weiss. Let's move on to the next one because some may say this is where they, uh, consummated their marriage. Um, and that's the 2011, uh, psychological thriller masterpiece, Dream House. Bailey, take it away. Oof. Um, Everything about this movie says I should love it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll let you know what it's about. It's about a uh, a man who just gets uh, who just reti- <laughs> retires from his job, I guess, quits his job, goes home to his wife and kids, and midway through the movie, you realize he murders his wife and kids, and. Well, he had murdered his wife and kids, and he's just crazy. Um, and yeah, there you go. But did he? Yeah, but here's the thing. He didn't murder his wife oh, and kids. I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> oh, shit. The well, here's the thing. I want to protect our listeners from watching <laughs> this movie. I okay. don't want them to waste their time because it's not even like a fun, bad movie, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, sorry if I spoiled that, but yo, they, they give you the M night twist half like way too early. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I agree. Um, Bailey, I loved your synopsis today. Thanks. Appreciate I thought it. it was on point. It, it made me laugh too. Um, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Might be better than the movie. Just listen to Bailey's synopsis. Yeah. So you got Daniel Craig with, with some long, gross with, hair. Yeah, with long hair, um, and his wife is Rachel Vice. Um, I want to know if they were if they were husband and wife while making the movie. Yeah, I th- I'm telling you, I think this movie. I just think the script really you know, made them. Fall this in is love. my theory. So they got married same year this was released. I think. The first time they kissed was in this movie, and they were longtime friends. And that kiss sparked a flame, and they got married. Okay. It, any takers? <laughs> it might have been that same flame that uh, burned Burn the house, their house down. down. <laughs> um, but yeah, right from the get go, like 
I knew I was gonna hate this movie because this dude, like Bailey said, I I don't. He just quits. He doesn't retire, and he has like this great editorial job where everyone respects him, and he just like quits it to go home. <laughs> I don't know. To, like, for his dream house. Yeah, Yo, for he's writing his book. Yeah. Oh, to write a book, right? For in his dream house, but you know, I'm not a. I don't want to act like I'm a you know stuck up or pretentious in any way but like that house is that's not a dream house is it no <laughs> it's in like a cul-de-sac <laughs> like, it's definitely not a dream house yeah um but anyways he he quits his job to do that and write a book but he's not even a writer he's so my question writer. is okay this is the whole thing where the reveal halfway i'm just gonna say it, the reveal halfway is he finds out that he was in the insane asylum the whole time, right? It's like a Shutter Island type. And yeah. the people in the insane asylum are the ones saying to him, did you write your book yet? So in my mind, was he ever even an editor? What was his actual job? Oh, that's a great question. So like, we don't yeah. actually know what his occupation was. His occupation in this fake dream world was that he was a top editor and wanted to write a book. And then he went into this place and told everyone he was going to write a book. Yeah. So who really knows what he did? Yeah, I'll tell you what, his book is the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yo, it is. His book, is, his book is all over the bookstore window at the end. Like, it is number one. It's yep. beating Stephen King that week. Um, but, yeah, and you you definitely get a weird vibe when he's on the train home. Elias Koteas, who's been in so many of these movies we've reviewed, um, is, like, looking at him really weird on the train and then you don't see that character for like another hour but like that stuck with me in the beginning also when he gets off the train his real estate agent just is there is just there to show him where his house is like things are happening in the first like 20 30 minutes that you're like what the fuck what is what is up with these people that his neighbor played by name naomi watts is like ghosting him but like also just like fascinated with him like there's too many characters in the beginning that you know something's up i need to go back to that real estate agent she was surprised (laughs) to see him there yet she offered him a ride home but took no one else with her so why was she at the train station waiting (laughs) hey she's out there grinding that's her hustle she didn't take any money for it (laughs) Her hustle is just picking up people she knows, helps people she knows, shows up at the train station, drives them home. I um, It definitely went a different way than I thought, though. I thought for sure, based off the cover of the movie, which I vaguely remember. I vaguely remember this movie when it was in theaters and all that jazz. Like It probably had a great trailer. <laughs> um, but I thought it was going to be like a exorcism haunting type two little girls type movie yeah that's what i thought this was gonna be too um because the poster is just two girls standing there staring at a wall (laughs) yeah um and it has like the whole shining misery vibe where there's snow like it's snowing and they're in like a a house in the woods type thing so i thought that the the classic man shows up at the window that no one believes them um this movie's been done before for sure um just not as bad as this one <laughs> yep uh, yeah I-, I thought it was gonna be more of a ghost just a straight up ghost movie same same uh, 
But yeah. Which I guess in a way it is. So the right? Like like Daniel Craig he get what I do have a problem with that okay. <laughs> so he, what's that? His family's just ghosts, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like Daniel Craig like his his wife and his children get shot and killed. The town can't show any evidence or put it on him. Like it seems so obvious that he murdered his family, but there's there's no evidence they go to trial. He's not but like he still goes to like this treatment center for like not the criminally insane, but like you know, this de- dude needs help and needs to be supervised he's in there and watched. For 4 years, right? Yeah, he's in there for 4 years. He's acting a fool on video surveillance. Like, he looks straight up. But they just, they let him go. (laughs) Like, one day he just walks out of that treatment center. Um, Well, because they said, like, the woman treating him said, we couldn't hold you any longer because we had no evidence against you. And I couldn't determine whether or not you did it as a psychiatrist, too. So, like, there was no evidence, and I couldn't deem you as, like, unfit. So we had mm-hmm. to let you go. That was, like, the only, like, part that I was like, that makes sense. So he then just squats in his house where his family was murdered. Um, and so, like, that's where you as the viewer, in those moments, you're actually seeing him interact with his family. And that's what makes you think, like oh, they're alive and he's alive and blah, blah, blah. So it like, I guess in a way it does a good job with that. But like, it's the more and more they reveal of the movie, the more and more it's like fucking bad. I think (laughs) that, so not only is this shot almost like a Hallmark movie, but I think when they reveal the origin of his name is where I'm like, okay, I'm out. Which is like halfway through the movie. His name is William... uh, a, a ten, a, a ten, 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 yeah, which is W one one L eight dash ten dash ten from his wristband of being in the hospital, and he pronounces it Will a ten ten. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. I thought that was weird. Like in the beginning, when he's leaving his job, and they're like celebrating him, and like give it up for Will A-1010 and they're like saying his last name over and over again. I'm like, Will A-1010. what the fuck kind of name is that? Why would a writer ever make that name? <laughs> I wish I would have put a clue towards, like it would have made more like an ah, that makes sense or like an uh, gotcha sort of thing rather than them just like revealing that his wristband was spelled that way i wish it would have they would have hinted towards it yeah like uh, made it drag that out long they, they're just telling you they like, spell yeah. it out for you <laughs> like, they show it to you and they sound it out and they explain to you what it is like they hold your hand in this movie really hard too much like if they made it a little more this movie could be cool if it was like a little more artistic not everything was revealed actually i don't know if this movie could be better but like I wanted to see a little more spookiness from the girls and the wife and, like, inside the house. Like, the scene where him as Peter Ward, the crazy, like, person sitting in his empty house, like, years after a murder. I liked that. I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool vibe. And then everything, like, starts to light up and his family's at the table with them. 
like the parts where he's questioning his reality i was into and i wish they played into that just a little bit more but you know a movie could only be an hour and a half i guess yeah they should have saved it for the sequel um and then like the ending isn't even it's not even like rewarding rewarding at all you find out who really killed his family which is one of the only other five people the characters in this movie and like it the whole the whole plot of it is like this neighbor husband put a hit out on his wife and the person he asked to kill his wife went to the wrong house and killed daniel craig's family Mm -hmm. and that's like actually what happened and it's the craziest mistake and he wanted to kill his wife just because he was mad at her or something like that i don't know it was weak but that dude looked like a mix between kevin spacey and michael shannon though (laughs) take that back Yo, he should have been Michael Shannon. Yo, it should. Yeah. Yo, it uh, honestly should have been. Jordan actually said that. <laughs> yeah. It would have. Uh, it would have been better. Um, but Rachel Wise in this movie, I kind of back. Like, I like her vibe in this movie. It's it's like an easy role for her, I think. Yeah, I mean she's good. I mean it's kind of one of those things where anyone can kind of play that role because there's not a lot to it. Yeah. But she's good in it. I. I read somewhere that could be completely wrong, but that this was a play first that they did together, um, Daniel Craig and, and Rachel Weisz, and then it was turned into a movie, but that could be wrong. But that's what I heard. I could see this being a play, though, and like like, like I said, the scenes where he's in the house and he's questioning what's real and what's not, I could see that being done on like a mm-hmm. stage and stuff. Um, but yeah, this, this director, Jim Sheridan, I mean, he, he directed My Left Foot, in another Daniel Day-Lewis movie in Brothers. So it's like, he's no slouch. He also did Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent movie. Um, but he definitely swung and missed on this one, I think. It's uh, not, it doesn't even feel like shot or produced well. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess if there's anything that good came out of it, it's uh, the love between Rachel Weiss and Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, no, I mean, they love each other, right? They're they're in it for the long haul. Yeah, we could only hope. I mean, she was with Darren for nine years. I don't know. I think Daniel Craig, her and Daniel Craig are coming up on nine years this year. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Bailey, is there anything you liked about this movie? Um, Things I liked about it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to like it because it's definitely like, my vibe of kind of movie but like it was done very poorly yeah i don't know i no not there's really not much yeah it's kind of like it's like one of those mid 90s movies or late 90s that like i could see really liking like i know we mentioned this on the live um but like don't say a word like It could have been that or like it it has that vibe, but it's just like not done. It's like it just falls short in so many ways. Yeah. Um, And it's also made in 2011. It's like it's past this type of movie. Like, I don't know. This vibe is gone, I think, at that time. But it's definitely like where they met. Right. 
Well, if Kate was saying that they were friends before this, but they kissed in this movie, so it's where their love was Th- made. That's my theory. Yeah, they met in 1992, and they've been like apparently good friends for a long time. Yeah. And then I, my obviously the theory I just said a while, like t- ten minutes ago, was I think that they've kissed for the first time making this, and then that realized that they loved each other. But yeah, uh, actually, there is one thing I liked. I like, uh, I like Naomi Watts. Yes. Yeah, she as a person. <laughs> yeah, the neighbor. Yo, yeah. I like how she just kind of took him in mm-hmm. and like took care of him when everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah, I thought she did. I thought she did a good job. I like. Uh, I like when she pops up on screen. I'm a Naomi Watts fan. Yeah, yeah, no, same. I think this podcast has made me appreciate Naomi Watts a little more than I have. My been. only qualm, and this is not with her. This is just her. The whoever wrote for her. <laughs> Was mm-hmm. that she decided for him that he was going to have a bath and not a shower? What was oh, if he yeah. wanted a shower? He's gonna run her. She's gonna run him a bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she ran him a bath. Yeah, she runs him a bath and then leaves the house and yes. just lets this like certifiably crazy person in but her house. Her husband's the certifiably crazy yeah, one. Who knew? Who? Why is she running him a bath? Like, what year is it? That's what I mean. Like, first of all, he could run his own bath if he wanted to take one. And second of all, like, let him take a shower if he wants to take a shower. Yeah. She only had a bathtub. Those bathtubs (laughs) always have, like, a shower extension. I didn't see one. True. What was it? Clawfoot? But either way, he could run his own bath. That's true. Um, Let me run. Darling, let me run you up a bath. Uh, any last words? <laughs> good riddance <laughs> on this movie. Um, good riddance. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, good riddance. Uh, I it's hope a you're movie. At the time of your life. Yo, it's straight up. I could say this about a lot of movies re- we review, but I know this one for a fact. I will never, ever, ever watch this movie again. Like ever. I said, uh, I said to Jordan, I hope I never have to watch this movie again. And Jordan said, why would you? <laughs> Yo, I thought that I, like, looking at the cover, I, I thought I saw this movie before. But, um, yeah, it turns out I didn't. Thank and, God. Uh, it I just had seemed that... like a movie I would have watched on, like, a, on a whim. Just, like, same. And then I would remember parts of it as it started. But I really don't. Yeah. I, I have vague memories of this movie, but I know I didn't see it. Um. Hey, that's how they get you, though, you know? Um, cool. Well, let's uh, rate it, and then uh, I guess we could close up shop for this week. I think I rated it good riddance. Um, I'll rate it um, cool little clubhouse that the sisters Ooh, that, found. That they <laughs> fell into. Yeah. <laughs> she fell through the wall. Yeah, I wanted to see more sister stuff. Like, I liked those little, the little two little daughters. They were cute. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sister stuff. I know that came out bad, but yeah, I have good intentions. Yeah, sister stuff is cool. I'm down. <laughs> uh, what's your rating, Bailey? Um, not enough sneakers in it, dude. I was like, <laughs> no, not enough sneakers for sure. Oh my god! I just imagine you at home with sneakers on your hands, wearing yep. sneakers. Yep, um, that's me. Yeah, maybe I'll uh become a. You know what I'll do for you. I'm not going to um, be a sneakerhead in the sense that I'll uh, buy them. I'll just scout them out for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Be my uh, be my research man. I'll, I'll be your research man. Yeah. Um, Let me know if they're cool. If I should cop them or drop them. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> but don't they drop so you can cop them? Um. Okay, you don't even yeah, know. That, they do. They drop, and then you cop, but then you have a choice to either drop them or cop them after they drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well. I could say one thing after this episode. I definitely cop Rachel Vice. Um, I could drop Dreamhouse and I cop the Lobster. And I'm glad you chose her. We know a little bit more about her. We'll probably mm-hmm. see more of her as long as Yorgos is making movies. I'm sure she'll be in. I hope so. Some of his future ones. I hope so too. Um, but uh, I yeah. hope I get to see Bailey soon too. <laughs> yeah, we miss you, Bailey. I know. Yeah, I might go down to Florida for a while. And do what? <laughs> Just chill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you gonna drive? <laughs> yeah, I might drive down and hang out at my dad's uh, condo. Oh, that's sick. Damn. Yeah, I, I bet there's a lot of sneaker heads there. Yeah, I'll try to find my people. <laughs> Good idea. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, for the listeners, um, once again, thanks for joining our live video. If you did that last week, um, thanks for being patient with us while we. Uh, kind of navigate the pandemic and and you know do this bi-weekly thing um but as always thank you for listening and uh who knows maybe we'll see you next week bye 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 michael <laughs> are you is that here in the space bar <laughs>